0: one out so we're totally recording okay. and whatever we get we get and if we don't okay. get anything good we don't get anything good all right and we just had beverages yeah exactly. cheers are cheers. you sure you don't want something else no i'm good so we should probably open this up um we're at a bar you can probably hear the music uh i am joined by sarah gierke of the soccer thank desk thank you for having me um what are you drinking I am drinking a D.C. Brow IPA,
1: it's a local brew to uh, represent my hometown.
0: Oh yeah, we're in D.C. recording this. Yeah, Iron Horse tap Room. We're in the basement. I am staring at bathrooms. It's really classy. They tried to put us in a prime location. Right above a speaker, or right below a speaker, I'm sure. Yeah, it's nice to have a soundtrack sometimes. Yeah, we've done this before. We can do this. We just had the the Thorns played the Spirit last night.
1: One one draw. The Thorns could not beat the Spirit like they had so many times before.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um Uh Ashlyn Harris was a beast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean she it was basically a Morgan Harris showdown for most of the game.
0: And Morgan got one goal on Harris. Booyah.
1: Uh, Taylor, I believe, got a goal on Anger. So you said
0: it was a Morgan Harris showdown, though. So Morgan won. <laughs> we should have gotten three points. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about DC. What's DC's season been like? We haven't really like Thrace is all about Boston. I'm all about Portland. We haven't really talked about like other teams. So
1: to see DC where they're at this season is pretty remarkable. They're fighting for a playoff spot. When you think about last year. I mean, they would have been ecstatic with a draw against anyone for any circumstances at any location. So the fact that they're fighting for a playoff spot, I think, is, you know, a huge credit to the rebuilding that Mark has done. Uh, I think they're, you know, going to fight it out till the end of the season. But just to see their turnaround has been, you know, refreshing to see.
0: Yeah. um, So I don't know if you've listened to two drunk fans before, but they're my number two team. I really like them, and so last night was really hard on me as a fan uh, because I had to root for Allie Krieger to, like, screw up, and I really wanted that one header on a corner kick of Allie Krieger's to actually go in the goal. How awesome would that have been?
1: It was one of the best looks of the night. Wasn't it? For Portland? It was one of the
0: better looks for Portland.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was Allie's strongest look on goal all night. (laughs) For games. After that burner she scored on solo, she was like, that was my goal for the year, I'm good
0: now. Yeah, I um, I really, I really admire the spirit and the heart that the spirit have, and, and the the way that they're able to approach every game with like the same amount of like tenacity. Um, but it's kind of like hot and cold. It's like, are they gonna let seven goals in, like six goals in, or are they gonna like score one and call it good? It's uh, it's 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 got to be rough as a spirit fan and as a spirit reporter. What yeah, are, I what, mean, what covering, are, covering yeah. them
1: is always interesting because you never know what's going to happen. I think for the fans, it's been a little bit more disheartening. But from a reporting perspective, I think it's always exciting because you always have new questions and you honestly have new players to be asking about because I think a lot of their inconsistency has been tied to the fact that the Spirit are just like an unbelievably injury-prone team. Like their their game against Sky Blue, where they they went down four for the majority of the game, and then got two back at the end. You know, Nikki Cross was going to start at center back until right right before kickoff, and then you take out your center back and have to replace her. You know, that's going to throw off the team. And I think that it's definitely a, a roller coaster season, but uh, the roller coaster of up and down is a lot better than a kind of downward spiral of last season so been interesting to cover so we've talked about the spirit there's a really big game on sunday the portland thorns versus the seattle rain go thorns tell me about what's going to happen give me a score prediction can you take points at memorial stadium in seattle
0: yes yes we can uh, we are going to, it's going to be a cracker of a match. It's going to be 3-2, to two, Portland Thorns. 3-2. to two.
1: How are you going to shut down Kim Little?
0: Um, I feel like Kim Little's been getting shut down. It's not really a puzzle anymore. The past, like, four games, three, four games, other teams have figured out how to do it. Um, essentially, it's just high pressure. And it's not giving her any room to like maneuver, manipulate. Um, what I'm more concerned about is the Keelan Winters factor. Like, if Keelan Winters is healthy, uh, their midfield does this really awesome thing, and I've gone to three of their games and seen it. But they they do this like co-op of responsibility thing that no other team that I've seen does, where they just like will hustle for five minutes each. And then just, like, tag another player in and hustle. And that's how they're able to own the midfield. And as long as players play wide, or, like, as long as other teams play wide and then focus on, like, right in front of the goal, that's how other teams have been able to score, in my humble opinion, in my non-professional opinion.
1: So you talked about Thorns scoring. How are you going to stop them from scoring on you?
0: We're not. We're just going to score more than they do.
1: Is Paul Riley here, or is this Gab?
0: This is this is Gab. Um, I've been drinking the Paul Riley Kool Aid. Uh, I don't. I don't think the Thorns defense is up to stopping Seattle as much as the Thorns offense is up to scoring more than Seattle. The Thorns defense is definitely their Achilles heel. Um, I think it was shown last night. Uh, Washington got a lot more opportunities than just the one goal that they scored. Um, and against Seattle, Seattle's going to capitalize on those things. In a head to head
1: battle of Putt Putt Golf,
0: would,
1: <laughs> would, would Laura Harvey beat Paul Riley? Yes. Over? So if, explain to me why Laura Harvey would win at Putt Putt Golf over Paul Riley.
0: I think Paul Riley would be too. Uh, to engage with like the concession stand personnel and trying to explain to them why he's so good at putt-putt that he would lose track of how many strokes Laura Harvey has had. So while they he may technically beat her in strokes, she would be like, no, I only took two. when really it took her six.
1: So this is Gab calling Laura Harvey a big fat cheater. <laughs> Correct.
0: That's accurate. I'm also uh, totally comfortable with
1: that. So this is the part of the segment where I'm just going to ask you random questions that I think of based on what's around me. Wow, who's who's the guest on this show? I run this. Uh, if you had to assign one song to capture the Thorn season so far, what would it be? She's thinking it's going to take a while. If you had to choose two players from the Thorns to form an amazing race team that you believe could win the competition, who would those two players be and why?
0: Tobin Heath and Kat Williamson.
1: Who now plays for the Western New York Flash?
0: Tobin Heath and uh, Nadine Onger. I think, I think she would be ruthless at the amazing race.
1: Okay, so Nadine is ruthless. Tobin is injury-prone. What are her pl- What are her positives?
0: She's a positive person, and that oftentimes is the downfall of teams on The Amazing Race. They get so, like, stuck in, like, the negative that they need that ultra. Like, how many old people win The Amazing Race? Because they're super positive. Tobin Heath is an old person. Do you need another drink? No. Are you sure? Because are you having fun? I'm
1: I'm having a lot of fun. I like that you get really close to the mic whenever
0: you talk. I
1: want to make sh- sure people can hear this. It's
0: gold. <laughs> it's golden. All of it is golden. I want to I want to I want to know about yeah, the qualifiers and all of the four cities and what you think it's going to look like at the end of the tournament. And I'm going to peruse my iTunes library while you're answering this question.
1: I think it's pretty easy to assume what's going to happen for the tournament, given that Canada's not even a participant. The U.S. is going to win their group stage games, likely potentially double digits to maybe one goal or all shutouts, just because the strength of CONCACAF is relatively low Um Last year you had U.S. beat Mexico at RFK 7-0. So they're their main competition in the tournament. So I think it's going to be mostly about maybe getting some some tournament experience for some newer players who could maybe get some serious minutes in the World Cup who maybe haven't had tournament experience before. So I think that's maybe who the tournament's going to be most valuable for. Uh, Mexico will finish second. And then it is m- far more unpredictable about who will get the third automatic qualifying spot for um, Canada. It's my jam.
0: That's my jam.
1: Toto just came keep on going. in the bar. Keep going,
0: keep going. Uh, well, I said what was going to happen. Okay. Um, so who do you think going to qualify? Like, who's going to be that third... CONCACAF spot? Because we're basically giving it to Mexico and U.S. Yeah.
1: So the success of Costa Rica in the Men's World Cup has really reinvigorated support for soccer in their country. And so there's been quite a bit of additional focus and support for the Costa Rican women's team. So I think it could be interesting to see if that uh, groundswell and support in general in the country can translate into... You know additional funding and maybe some better facilities to see Costa Rica you know do better in the tournament so I think that could be really
0: a surprise for some people for sure uh Costa Rica I mean they did really well for the Olympic qualifiers they made it pretty far in that tournament um so yeah it would be great what is this so I saw on Twitter today you were like oh 3.5 teams can qualify what does that 0. 0.5 mean
1: the U.S. should be very familiar with what that point 0.5 means.
0: I, I know what the point 0.5 <laughs> means. Explain that. I people. know. I'm not talking
1: to you. Oh, okay. Uh, so the point 0.5 is the Intercontinental Playoff, and that's what the U.S. relied on in 2010 World Cup qualifying or qualifying for the 2011 World Cup to get into the World Cup. They had to play an Intercontinental Playoff with Italy. They ended up winning, and they made it into the World Cup. So 3.5 means that... The person who finishes fourth in CONCACAF qualifying will play a uh, country from Common Bowl, which is the uh, South American Federation. They'll play one game uh, in October. They'll play another game in November. And the winner of that series will make it into the World Cup.
0: Boom. Education. Okay, I have my song. It's Tegan and Sarah. Of course it is. It's Tegan and Sarah... Hold on, I have to look it up again. Is it
1: old school Teen and Sarah, or are we talking new stuff? It's
0: it's middle school. Not middle school. Like mid... It's not... The early 2000s. Yeah. Well, it's like 2007. Back in your head. Is this
1: when they had the mullets?
0: This is the con. Oh. It's on the con. Yeah. Back, I just want back in your... Because I feel like the thorns kind of like... You should play
1: the song on the podcast.
0: I can't because of licensing. We don't want to pay to play this. If the song was playing right now, do they have a jukebox here? And we could put the song on, and then it could play. We're in D.C., not Oregon.
1: There's no jukeboxes here.
0: I don't, I don't know. You've got golf games <laughs> and shuffleboard. and. So
1: explain to me back in your head and why it's so appropriate for this season, for the Thorns.
0: Because the Thorns lost focus at the beginning of the season. Like, they lacked focus at the beginning of the season. And it's just like... We just want you back like like you guys are defending champions like you guys should be doing you guys should be excelling in this league and unfortunately you had a huge change-up but like let's get back at it let's get supporters back into your head let's what can we do to get back in your hearts and I and I think that there are a number of, of Thorns play I oh, God, this song is so good. Like it's so hard for me to not sing. Exactly. Boom 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 It's such a good song. It's such a good karaoke song. Um but yeah, it's it's all about the Thorns like not being in it, and how do we get you back into it?
1: Are the Thorns going to make the playoffs? Yes. How are they going to do in the playoffs? They're
0: gonna. They're gonna do well. They're. They're hopefully not gonna go into double overtime. Extra time. You guys did okay in that, though. We ran out of water in Kansas City. I don't want to do that again. That was. That was bad.
1: As a Thorns supporter, would you prefer to play Seattle? Salt and peppers push it. Just I know, came on. I know. This is we an amazing We should just do bar. karaoke karaoke
0: show. Let's just do karaoke the rest of the show. Oh, push it. Push it real
1: good. So as a Thorne supporter, would you rather play FC Kansas City or
0: Seattle in the semifinals? Who is FC KC playing in this scenario? Like like if we play Seattle, who is F C K C playing? Because I'm assuming we're playing third. We're in the third place game. Chicago. I would rather play FC Casey because Chicago's already beaten Kansas once. Or Chicago's already beaten Seattle once, so they might be able to do it again. And if we beat Kansas City and Chicago beat Seattle, then the championship's in Portland. That
1: famous Portland home field advantage.
0: It's existed this
1: last game, the last two games. So, what I think you have going in your favor is full national TV coverage, because that's when the thorns show up.
0: Um. Okay, so I have a couple of questions for you. Which, so, so, uh, to give people a little background about you, you cover the spirit. I live in DC, so I cover the spirit for generally
1: for the soccer desk, but I kind of cover the full NWSL but from like
0: a, a game recap perspective I attend spirit games. Right. So so that's got to be fun to be able to interview players post game. Yeah. Absolutely. Which which players are the most entertaining? Or which players give you like the most stuff that you can't actually publish? You so don't I- have to tell me what stuff is, but like what who who do you interview that you're just like, "God, I can't use any of that, but I would love to."
1: Diana Matheson likes to, she's just so much smarter than I think, well, definitely me and probably most people. She's smarter than me. Yeah, so about half the time she's like secretly making fun of you, which in a very fun way. But you don't like, you know, you got to pick up on it pretty quickly. But Diana Matheson is, you know, very fun to interview because she's so smart and just kind of approaches questions in a way that most other players don't.
0: Is that your only answer? Do you have another answer?
1: Ashton Harris has a big personality, and I think she's, you know, very frank and straightforward, which you, you know, have to respect. And she tells you like it is. Just like after the France game, she called out the the forward for flopping, and that's kind of, you know, what happened. It was the forward's job, and she said it was the forward's job. And I think it's just so refreshing being a reporter covering sports, and having players who don't just give you kind of generic platitudes or cliches about sports, because it's very easy to do that. And a lot of players in, you know, other sports are coached to do that. And so to have a player like Ashlyn Harris who, you know, doesn't necessarily rely on cliches and tells you honestly what she feels about a game is, is really great. And so to get the opportunity to cover her team and to talk to her games is something that I, um, you know, really appreciate. And so she's, you know, I appreciate that very that directness from her
0: um so in portland we have an environment where our reporters record the whole press conference um if that were the case in washington do you think that there would be any different stories coming out no
1: i don't think necessarily i i mean maybe to a degree because i think they're just it's a little bit more of a conversation than a really formal I'm gonna ask you a question you're gonna give me a formal response but I wouldn't say it's anything they wouldn't want people to hear it's just about how casual they respond but I mean for example at the Portland game I tried to do video recording of the interviews and it was worthless uh, and I couldn't use it because of kids screaming Alex the whole time coordinated they were like one two three I mean I was super impressed and hey if you know my idol was in front of me and I was you know a young kid when I was 10 Cheryl Swoops
0: did you ever scream like little kid for Cheryl Swoops I did not
1: I was a I was not that's a lie I wasn't shy but no I didn't yell at her either but yeah, I mean I've I've tried to do video interviews in DC, but you know, there's a lot of spirit after the game that's still yelling. So sometimes most of the time that video isn't usable.
0: Spirit. There's a lot of spirit. Okay, so funny song about the or funny story about this song. So US Soccer does this thing on Spotify now where players get to do like a playlist. This song is on Allie Krieger's playlist. Yeah. So that's how I heard the song. So I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to the U.S. soccer playlist. And I push play. Yeah. The song came on. I was like, oh, I really like like this jam. Yeah.
1: I've got a reggae film.
0: Yeah, I'm a thinker. So I was like, I'm going to listen to the lyrics. This is the dumbest song I have heard in the past, like, two years. It's stupid. I'm
1: I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, so I've never thought about what it means. Can you explain it to me?
0: It's about... <laughs> I'm not the brightest bulb in the box. You are so much smarter than I am. Um, so the song is a dude who is asking his girlfriend's dad for his hand, her hand in marriage. And the dad is basically like, no. But he asks him multiple times. Every, every chorus is a different ask. And the dad is like, no. And so then the guy is like, why you got to be so rude? I'm going to marry that girl anyway. Why you got to be so rude? And the dad is always like, no, you're not going to marry my girl. But then in the music video, they get married. Oh, okay.
1: Are there still music videos around, or is that just because you were born in
0: 1943? I hate you all. I hate you all so bad.
1: That goes after Threisenberg.
0: See how you can cut it.
1: Love the Spotify playlist. I think that's the coolest thing
0: that they do. For the oh yeah, playlist. for sure, for sure. I I think it's fantastic. Like I listen to Spotify playlists. This is just how I don't. This is sound does sound really Portland. I don't listen to radio. Um, I just, like listen to like songs. Yeah. And all those, all those like iTunes radio and stuff like yeah. that. So this isn't in my normal like yeah. genre, and I loved it. Like, I liked it, I almost bought it, and then I listened, like, I
1: watched the music video. So, Spot- I hope Spotify does this for the Women's World Cup, but they had a huge number of playlists for the Men's World Cup. They had one for Kaka, they had one for Wayne Rooney, they had one for, you know, all the major players of the World Cup, and Wayne Rooney was the one that was actually shocked me the most. He loves Beyonce and Adele. Really? He is all about the diva. I mean, maybe not so surprisingly, Wayne all about Rooney. the divas.
0: Yeah. Doesn't Do you think he, like, lets his hair blow in the wind as he's, like, singing to diva music? He doesn't have a lot that can blow in the wind, but, but yeah, he probably tries. But it's artificial
1: to blow yeah. in the wind. I mean, art, I mean,
0: that's a great segue
1: into the World Cup, artificial turf.
0: Boom! Because uh, I'm a thinker. I'm going to go get another drink. Would you like one? Uh, yeah, for sure. What, what would you like? What, oh, not a sneak bite. I'll just have another drink. So, um, something that we've been bouncing around internally we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet is essentially like let's assume it's not a big assumption at this point because we had Houston Dash join this year we might have more teams join next year but it's year 10 of the NWSL what does that look like like what does year 10 do? how many teams do we have what sort of playoff format is it um, how is the talent spread out Like, just in your ideal utopia, year 10, what does that mean? I think 10 years from now,
1: a majority of the teams will be aligned with MLS. I think it could be something very similar to maybe the Bundesliga, where you have clubs that are either independent and fairly strong on their own, or they're aligned with a men's team, and they have strength through that way. I think that long-term, that's just the most sustainable... Path forward. So I think you know, obviously, if an independent women's team can be profitable, can be secure, then more power to them, and they should continue to operate uh, in a way that's been successful. But I think the model of the Portland Thorns and the model of the Houston Dash has really shown, you know, how stable a partnership like and a co ownership can be because you're looking at these soccer-specific stadiums that are owned by teams. And to add a women's team is adding a revenue stream and it's adding a whole new dynamic uh, to that club. But in the same way that they're very much related, I think that you've seen that the women's team is still very much distinct and has its own identity from the men's club. And you see the Thorns coaches and infrastructure being able to make their own decisions. And that's the same is true for the Dash so I think that that's been really positive. So I think most new entrants into the league will be MLS-affiliated. From a talent pool perspective, I think the academy system is something that can bolster and move more talent into the teams the same way that is trying to be done in MLS, just to make that connection again. You see the Thorns and Boston are both you know, moving forward with an academy strategy that's fairly bold. And so to see other teams doing that moving forward will be incredibly positive. And so as the U.S. develops its players better, you're going to have more of a talent pool to draw from. And so it's going to be able to support additional teams. I think if you just you know added five teams right now, there probably isn't the talent to support players being a part of that team. But maybe down the line with development ac- academies, with player development you can support more women's teams do you want to do a mid-season all NWSL 11
0: sure but I yes I would do you know yours off the top of your head
1: what formation would we are we setting for our NWSL all-star 11
0: who are we playing in the all-star game oh actually
1: let, we're gonna do this WPS style because
0: oh nope, no, wait
1: not gonna make that joke <laughs> Who am who
0: am I, who who am I in this WPS draw? So you remember when Abby and Marta. Yes. I'll be Marta. <laughs> <laughs> sure I'll be Abby. So hey we're, guys. Gonna, How's we're going.
1: Each, we're each gonna pick our all-star uh starting eleven. Are I'm, we gonna get, pl- are I'm gonna are play I'm gonna play
0: this back and forth. Yeah, dodgeball style, so All we right. make the people pick last feel really bad. Right. Oh let's actually move back to front. She is Marta. I am Abby, WPS style, NWSL 2014, all-star game. I'll
1: I'll let you select your player first because I know that tactically I'll be able to outsmart you. (laughs) 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 Oh, God, this is going to be so embarrassing. What formation are you
0: playing? I I am going to go... I'm gonna go with a four three three. Okay, Jill. What are you going with? A four four two? No, four three three. There are too well, many. Well, there, there many, we go. Too many. Uh... There we go.
1: Actually, I'm gonna go four two three one.
0: I did math. That that equals ten players. Yeah, outfield players. Yeah, I know that oh, equals okay. ten. Yeah. I-
1: I, I think I think the I think the midfield talent in NWSL warrants it. I think
0: you need to speak closer to the mic.
1: This is my favorite song. Have you seen this the music is? video?
0: Is it playing so This is
1: "Fancy" by Iggy Azalea. I hate the song. This music video is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it a? It is a recreation of the cinematic treasure that is Clueless. I've watched it no fewer than forty times
0: like the rapping you don't like Iggy Azalea I don't I don't like rapping like I don't I can't process words that fast so I don't know what she's saying but like when she goes I'm so fancy
1: you know who this sounds like if I were to assign the, if I were to put this song on an NWSL team kind of sounds like the Portland Thorns can you not see Alex Morgan cruising to this in her car
0: I probably have seen Alex Morgan <laughs> Christmas in her car. I just didn't know it was Alex Morgan in her car. It was a random Audi in downtown Portland. First pick. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper.
1: Ashlyn Harris. Are we assuming health, or do I have to take in the realities of health in my decision? Are you
0: Going with Barney. I mean, answer the question. Is, this is a made-up thing, so I mean, it's not. I'm going with Hope Solo fuck you and the horse she rode in on oh my god alright alright that's staying in that fuck you is staying in by the way Um. alright so back line I, do I get to pick my entire back line or just one absolutely player absolutely not it's one for one starting at left
1: back what I can't just pick a no we're moving left to right what you just said front to back you didn't say left to right you know who, I'm sorry but left back is like the easiest pick for you just say her name so I can go
0: Steph Catley. Thank you. Okay. I was like, trick question. Crystal Glenn? No. No. Who are you going to pick? I love that you're letting me go first. Shouldn't that be alternating?
1: Oh, yeah. I should get to. Yeah,
0: you should have gone first. All right, let's start over. No, no, no. We'll keep this in, but you get to go first.
1: Steph Catley, left back. Kelly O'Hara, left back. Jim Gabara disagrees, oh. but I'll allow it.
0: Okay, I was going to say, I got next. Center back. Center back. Becky Sauerbrunn. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why I let you go first last time.
1: I'm going to do this just to mess with you, even though I don't think she should be played at this position. I select Allie Krieger.
0: I'm okay with this.
1: Brittany Taylor.
0: I'm going to go with Nikki Cross. Just because I can't think of another center back right now. Besides Rachel Van Hollebeck.
1: Are you telling me that uh, Bull- Bulldozer did not make the, w- the WPS slash NWSL all-star team?
0: She didn't make my all-star team. I am going to go with Jasmine Avant, who got waived by the Breakers today. Let's pour a little out of our beer. Pour, pour a little something out of Poor, her beer for Jasmine. For Jasmine. But I think she's good. I think I think the Thorns uh, made a mistake last year when they waved her. I think the Breakers made a hell of a mistake today when they waved her. She had so
1: many minutes for the Breakers, regardless of the quality that anyone outside the organization thought she had. Durkin thought she had something. So they have to have a, a defensive signing in the works, otherwise... I I can't imagine why they would have cut They have,
0: like, five days to make that known, though, right? Yeah. Like, rosters lock. Yeah. Like, NWSL rosters lock on the last day of this month. Yep, 31st. July 31st. Locked and loaded. Is that, like, midnight or, like, noon or... Like, when will... That day is going to be a busy day, so when will we expect news?
1: I mean, I think it it can be delayed because there was a freeze, I want to say, right before the expansion draft happened. And it was Washington and another team that held a trade and didn't announce it until several days afterward. Uh, So there's no reason that just because the window passed, they have to
0: announce. Right, right, right. And, and, And we... We've seen that a lot, like undisclosed player has been traded, blah, 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 blah. Like, we we saw that. So, okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So I've got Jasmine Abad. Okay,
1: so for my right back, I'm going to go with Ellie Reed. Fuck you! I can't pick So So to recap, my goalkeeper and back line, Hope Solo, goalkeeper, left back, Steph Catley. Center back, Why I go Allie Krieger.
0: I should have gone with Lopez. Center
1: back, Allie Krieger. Center back, Brittany Taylor. Right back, Ellie Reed.
0: Whatever. Whatever. Abby, what does your team look like? My team is Ashton Harris in the back. And we've got Nikki Cross and Becky Sauerbrunn working in the middle. We've got Jasmine Avant on the right-hand side and Kelly O'Hara on the left-hand side. So we've got less speed on the sides. And I'm hoping that Nikki Cross and Becky Sauerbrunn uh, speak the same language and can gel in the middle and Ashneris doesn't fuck up in the back.
1: I have heard that both Nikki Cross and Becky Sauerbrunn speak English. So I feel like you're good on that front. Yes!
0: I'm winning so far, guys. I'm winning. All right, midfield. I just, I went... You you get to go midfield first because you okay, picked uh, Ellie Reed. Which side are you starting on?
1: I'm going to start attacking midfielder, and I would like to take one Lauren Holiday.
0: I hate this game so bad.
1: My team is going to beat her like Man United handed it to the LA Galaxy.
0: That was embarrassing. That's
1: what I'm going to do to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do to you. I love it. Um. So we're doing attacking midfielder. I'm going to go with Vero. Vero no,
1: A question for a Thorns fan.
0: Is it, I've heard it, Bukhete
1: and Bouquette.
0: I don't know because I haven't heard her say it herself. But I'm just going off of the Annunciation Guide. Bouquette.
1: We're at the midfield. I took attacking. Lauren Holiday. Homer took Vero. <laughs> Pick <laughs> p- pick your next midfielder. Cause we're gonna um, we're gonna build a different midfield because I'm gonna play five midfield players. You're only playing four. 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 Um and I am f- playing three. You're playing a four three three, so don't
0: even oh, yeah. four yeah, I'm playing three midfielders. Fuck.
1: My team's gonna kill hers. She doesn't even know a formation she's playing.
0: I never I never claimed to know anything about soccer. I'm only doing this podcast to fill a void. In my own life. All right, so I've got Vero in the middle. I'm gonna go with Tobin Heath on the right-hand side. Healthy. Tobin the Heath.
1: the homerism continues. I am gonna really stick it to Gab again and say uh, Kim Little He's going in that midfield.
0: You've got another one. Oh, it's up me me next. Yeah. We're really bad at this. I am
1: going to twist that knife a little bit more.
0: Oh, shit. And as
1: one of my holding midfielders, I would like to take Becky Edwards of the Houston Dash. Gab is currently holding her face, trying to compose herself.
0: All right. So I'm going to take Diane Matheson on my left-hand side. I'm going to take her. I'm going to take her, and she's going to make runs up that left-hand side. Um, I get one more. Yeah, you do. Uh, but now I get to move to my forwards. Four three three. You have Kim Little
1: No no no. Who do you yeah. have? hero uh-huh. Tobin, Diana Matson. That's yeah. we mess up a midfield. <laughs> There's a lot of organization. <laughs> Who's your holding midfielder? Piero. You're gonna do the six five Paul Riley streaming. Biro. Pure gonna be my, my holding leader. midfielder.
0: Alright. Three um. forwards. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Kristen Press. So. You have another midfielder. Yeah, because I'm
1: I'm going 4, 2, 3, one so five midfielders. I've only named you three. You
0: have two more midfielders. Thing. Yeah, and oh, they're gonna, yeah, gonna they're gonna wreck they're we're gonna, gonna wreck, your team,
1: wreck your team
0: wreck your team.
1: Another holding midfielder, Keelan Winters.
0: All these midfielders to play together in such a small amount of space because you set the two back and you do the no. They're so foosball table. I am is the so Brendan Rodgers
1: of the foosball. NWSL WPS All Star Game, and we are we're gonna win this. Foosball
0: table is so small; you can't have that many players. My team
1: may not do great on a foosball table, we will do well on a real field.
0: All right, all right. So you got one more, but we still that alternate. Was that your two? Oh well i have my two holding i have two attacking i have one more attacking. i
1: know but do you have one more to claim? oh uh yeah that would be the person who works harder than anyone else in the nwsl oh i my god. genuinely appreciate oh my god. her effort and work ethic which is why i want her on my all-star team and that's carly lloyd because there's no yellow card accumulation in an all-star game
0: oh my god okay so I've got press up front. I've got Bureau feeding it to press. Ugh, what else do I need?
1: Um. Abby, you can name yourself to your own all-star team. Don't be afraid.
0: Marta doesn't even play in the league. This isn't even fair. I, as Marta,
1: have elected not to play in my side.
0: Okay, I, as Abby, elect not to play on my side. Booyah.
1: Someone just benched Abby Wambach.
0: <laughs> There's no winning with you. Um, I am going to go with Alex Morgan.
1: Thank you, Portland Thorne super fan. I'm going to go with Jody Taylor as my sole forward, co-leader in scoring in the NWSL, English future star.
0: I think I had one more guess after that one. I'm going to go with Sydney LaRue as my third forward. Press Alex in my front three.
1: Recap of the starting 11s. Marta slash Sarah Gurkies. NWSL, WPS, all-star team. No, I named my full midfield and my lone striker. Hope Solo. Steph Catley. Allie Krieger. Brittany Taylor. Ellie Reed. My midfield, my two holding midfielders are Keelan Winters, Becky Edwards. My three attacking midfielders are Kim Little centrally. I'm going to put Lauren Holliday out on the left. I'm going to Carly Lloyd out on the right. My sole striker, Jody Taylor. We're going to rock your world.
0: The intensity of her eyes right now, as she's telling me she's going to rock my world, is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so my team is is a pretty awesome all-star team. I, I would buy a ticket to see this team. All right, so the Abby Wambach is the player-coach, mainly coach, because she's not a player on this team. Uh, the team is Harris, Bruin-Cross in the middle, Dunavant on the wings. We got Boquette, Matheson, and Heath then uh, press Morgan LaRue scoring all the goals
1: you should definitely go on Twitter and tell Gab what team you think would win in an all-star game
0: if anybody is good at computer simulation games and wants to run this li- these lineups through a simulator um, be sure to let us know who wins because I'm fairly certain my front line will score more goals than her single forward
1: and my team is gonna smoke you like the bacon you're made of.
0: I'm fairly certain my team scores more goals, and more goals means more point wins. Means it, we win.
1: That logic almost works, except when you get scored on more than you can score.
0: I don't think Bruin's gonna let us get scored on more.
1: As amazing as Brune is, she she is not a one one man soccer team.
0: Okay, but then you add on top of that Harris. You, I think you I think can do you can two, do that addition. I think between these two, I've got a pretty good wall. It's going to
1: be a close game, but let's be real, my then, team my team's going to run away. with And
0: that. then Matheson will play a little defense. Heath will play a little offense. Boquette will just play kind of all over. It'll be awesome.
1: I mean, with that coaching and game plan, how could they not succeed?
0: I'm really looking forward to the first ever NWSL All-Star Game, and I really hope that somebody taps me as coach.
1: I think that would be a great fan involvement strategy to let there be a contest for uh, an NWSL fan (laughs) to coach uh, an NWSL All-Star Game. (laughs) I think it could be a way to addra- attract uh, additional fans to the league.
0: Yeah, totally additional fans, not people who are already committed. Definitely not. All right, do we have anything else we want to talk about?
1: Who's your coach of the year? I feel like since I'm not going to be on, I want to do all the end-of-the-year awards.
0: You could be on the end-of-the-year awards. Do you want to be on the end-of-the-year awards? I'd I'd love to vote. We, we could get you and Meg on a conference call, and we could do an end-of-the-year awards where, like, serious people participate, and then Therese and I just kind of go, no, I think think this other person deserves it.
1: I think that sounds like a fabulous idea. All right,
0: we'll do that. Um, My coach of the year so far is going to be Laura Harper. As much as it pains me, And as much as we're going to kick her ass on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think at this point before the playoffs, you have to go with Laura Harvey. I think, you know, for the sake of the rain and their fans, I hope it isn't a a Vladko type season where clearly the, you know, one of the top coaches goes out early in the semifinals because, you know, Kansas City ran away with almost all of the end of the year awards but then they went out early to the Thorns and didn't even make the final. So, you know, for the sake of Seattle and their fans, I hope that isn't the situation because I think it could, you know, they could be the Kansas City of this year.
0: I I hope they are the Kansas City of this year. That was quite fun.
1: I personally apologize to all people who support Kansas City listening to this. Mm, Less fun of a question, but much more relevant. Will there be any coaches... Or teams that you think will not return for next season?
0: I think Sky Blue has a lot to prove. Um, if their coach and their organization returns, um, I'm hoping that there's some other stability in that situation. Uh, from a Boston standpoint, Tom Durkin, um, that's tough. Tough tough luck to those guys this year. Uh, I know if I pulled those results as uh an employee it would be hard to keep me around um so maybe boston maybe sky blue i think uh everything going on in chicago is in a good spot i think kansas is in a good spot dc seattle houston um i think the two my two warning areas are chicago or i'm sorry are uh, New Jersey and Boston. So
1: I definitely don't have a crystal ball to predict that, but I thought it was really interesting when the owner of uh, the Washington Spirit published an open letter earlier this season basically alluding to the idea of current franchises being Sold? sold or rolled over to another organization. So I think that was interesting because no other owners kind of floated that idea before, I think people around the game, whether that be reporters or fans, have talked about it potentially. So I think the fact an owner who's obviously been in those types of discussions brought it up um, indicates that it is a possibility. So I think the there is a positive aspect of, you know, there's no team just disappearing. There may be a team that changes location or changes ownership but that would only be, you know, for a positive. It would be to, you know, try to help improve the organization or change what's happening. So I think that that was a pretty, you know, important issue for for the owner of the spirits who have brought up, and I think it could be really fascinating to watch and
0: see how that develops in the off season. So the owners are doing an expansion or the owners are doing a meeting. In a, in next month or a month after that where they're going to talk expansion. Who, who do you think is going to get those teams?
1: To say definitively is extremely hard, but I... For fun.
0: You're on two drunk fans.
1: For fun. So, I think there's a lot of... I wouldn't say it's widespread, but I would say there's strong interest from MLS-affiliated clubs I think that the fact that there's not a NWSL franchise in Philadelphia is definitely a big hole because the charge was pretty successful there. And I think that the union getting to host semifinals and finals of World Cup qualifying is huge. And so I think that shows that they want to support the women's game and that they care about U.S. soccer. And I think that it could be an absolutely great place to have a women's team especially affiliated with the union since they play in ppl park so just if i had to go with one based off of you know very clear evidence with the qualifiers
0: being announced today i'd go with the philadelphia union
1: what's your prediction
0: i think uh california is a big hole um i think california is a huge market um, I'm not sure if it's the Bay Area, if it's LA, if it's San Diego, um, but I, I think I think it would be the LA area would be able to sustain enough fans. Um, the only problem is playing at the Home Depot Center. I mean, we've seen Shiva on the MLS side. Shivas can pull in 3,000 people a game, and they're still. Quasi, you know, sustainable. Um, I'm, they change ownership group and all this stuff up for sale and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, is that a more realistic number for NWSL 3000? You've got Poly Blues. You've got a number of teams there. Um, and it's a really attractive market for players to play in L.A.
1: Now called the L.A. Blues?
0: Are they really? Are they called the L.A. Blues? I Pal- haven't followed that.
1: Yeah, Pali Blues consolidated with an L.A. based club to become the L.A. Blues. They're in the W League se- finals and semifinals this weekend in Florida. Look at you with the knowledge. Uh, this is going to come out after that's happened. so It I might th-
0: come out tomorrow. You don't know. It'll be you great to see how that
1: ends up. But you have the Ottawa Fury playing the Washington Spirit Reserves on Friday. Uh, and then you have the Charlotte Eagles playing the LA Blues also on Friday, and then the finals will be held on Sunday. All streaming for free online, because if it isn't streaming online for free and it's women's soccer, did it didn't really happen?
0: That's 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 good. Side um, note: David Beckham
1: wants an you know is going to go through with his MLS team. Uh, in
0: Orlando. Or Miami, in Miami. Or Miami.
1: So, I'm just saying Spice Girls 2016, David Beckham owned and LBSL club. I want to hate Victoria it. Victoria
0: Beckham. I want to hate it. I think it it could be pretty fun. So, I'm out of uh snake bite. If you have questions, if you have comments, put them on the podcast, put them on SoundCloud. We'll answer them. Uh thank you so much to Sarah for being gracious and participating in our drunk podcast and getting a little tipsy she didn't get drunk but she she drank beer um we're not a professional podcast we're just doing this for fun and she's a professional reporter not doing it for fun so this has been great uh yeah anything you would like to close with thanks for having me i had a great time and
1: if anybody wants to Tweet me questions or feedback, or whether or not you think my All Star team will wipe the floor <laughs> with Gabs. Please do it. It's uh, my my Twitter name's just Sarah Gurkey, so I'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put her Twitter on the podcast so you guys can get in touch with her. But hopefully, you're already following her on the Twitter. Uh, good luck, Therese with your your bar exam. Um, not quite sure when she's going to come back, but until then, I'm going to wing it all by myself. Um, So if you have questions or things you want to talk about, just let me know. I'm going to try to bring smart people into the conversation because I'm not the smart one. Um, And we'll go from there. So this has been another episode of Two Drunk Fans. Thank you again. Thank you.